0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 29th episode of the Lab. As always, sitting with you here is Alex Trotter, Brandon Weirig, and I'm Luke Follenkamp. We hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with uh, Dr. Matt Frakes from LSU. Uh, We had a great time talking with him; good dude. Uh, A lot of wonderful information. We hope you guys take advantage of a lot of that. um, um, The websites that he listed, and also um, just you know, just the importance of following a good nutrition plan. Uh, and finding that that um, individual or a provider that can really put you on the the a good course. Um, today, what we're going to talk about is uh, going back about two weeks ago. Um, coach Joy uh, G had brought up a good point of learning how to coach. Um, so today, what we're going to talk about is just you know how how can you make some of those improvements? Because, I mean obviously you know we didn't start in the position that we are now we've we've had to work on a few inefficiencies a few things that we've kind of brought us to the (laughs) the coaches and uh, clinicians that we are today Um, so what we'll kind of start off with is maybe just when you guys have interns over at No Name Athletics what are some of the things that you guys do to help the interns um, just kind of settle in and get more comfortable as they you know maybe work into more of a public setting. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I always, <laughs> Huge grins. I always tell my interns the, when they come in to um, kind of introduce themselves when we get to meet for the first time that the first week, I don't really, it's not about like sports performance, that's like one of the last things on the totem pole when it comes to the, the first week, it's all about just getting to know the kids, introducing them, them getting know their names, and then uh, just kind of finding some fun fact about them maybe, make a relationship.
0: What's the best fun fact you've ever gotten?
1: Oh. <laughs> Man, there's, there's some
0: good ones. I them uh, now.
1: Uh, really fun fact: It's like you get to know these kids on on maybe deeper levels and levels than you anticipate. I guess. Yeah. So, I guess it kind of be more
2: of that, which I, I won't get into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. How about you? Um, well, my favorite one is with Landon. We found out that he can't swim, so he puts floaties on anytime that he eats soup. Cause he's like afraid of drowning. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. I was like, wait, hold on a second. I just like messing with that kid. So how do you help the interns? Um, I kind of just want to see. So I, I just asked them like, Hey, uh, like tell me where they're having a breakdown at, like during the squat or a bench or something like that. Cause it kind of gives me an idea of like how long they've been around like a weight room setting. I guess. And then as far as um, if they're able to speak it in like, an af- in, in like a, a way that the athlete's going to understand rather than like a textbook thing, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, because I think it was uh, um, uh, Matt that had said it talking about how like nobody wants to know when you go to an auto, auto repair place, like how the car starts. I just wanted to start, you yeah. know, so that kind of thing. Like, they just want to get the problem fixed. Um, yeah, that's that's how I prefer to do it. It's kind of just, like, see where they're at and then go from there. That's funny.
0: So I just had, to, as soon as you said that, like, in the in the terms that you want them to explain it in, I just immediately thought of one of my students I had maybe two or three years ago where they were trying to work with one of my patients and, like, teach them how to, like, just improve their squat. Yeah. And they're like, I need you to move your ankles into dorsiflexion, and the patient. I mean, he, he's probably like a sixty-two-year-old dude. Right. Looks at him and goes, "What the hell is dorsiflexion?" <laughs> and I just remember, I spit my coffee out, and it was all over my computer. Um, <laughs> and she looked back at me, and she was like, "Uh," and I'm like, well, "What is dorsiflexion?" Like, <laughs> explain it to him. Yeah. He clearly doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like, she was like, uh, "Just let your knees go forward." And immediately just clicked. <laughs> he was like, just say that the first time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. So I definitely agree on that. Uh, kind of meeting, <laughs> meeting in the ground on terminology. Um, one thing that I've kind of gotten into with, like, when I have, you know, physical therapy students is I will kind of sit down with them and find out, like, what is your best way of learning? if that makes sense. Like, like, are you a visual person? Are you more of like an auditory? Um, what level of feedback do you want? Like in the moment, do you want after like the session? Do you want it at the end of the day and go through each person? Like I had one individual who did not like feedback in the immediate moment. We found that out real quick because as soon as they got that feedback, it was like, I just shambled their confidence in immediate, like just deflated them. And so like we found, I was like, you know, let, let's just go through this and talk because, you know, this is your last rotation. Um, let's, let's talk through this and kind of find out what way you really need feedback. And then I can be a better coach to you. And then you can, in part, then coach or work with the, the patients in a better manner. Um, so when you guys have that, that struggling intern or maybe that person who is just absolutely quiet as a church mouse, what have you guys done to kind of, like, bring them out of their their comfort zone a little bit? But, like, obviously maybe
2: not throw them to the wolves. Make fun of their eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually
1: just joke <laughs> with them a little bit. Um, things like that. Uh, trying to think of some of the interns that like we've had. A lot of them are just... I think COVID took a hit on, like, a lot of kids. Not just, like, kids in general, but, like, also, like, that at this age. Yeah. Where Mm -hmm. they've been, like, basically. Sheltered. Yeah. For for the most part. I mean, not, like, in a bad way, but, yeah. yeah. Communication skills are kind of lacking and things like that. And then some people just don't have, like, a coach's voice. Like, when you got music playing in the background, kids yelling and stuff like that. Like, you have to kind of amplify it up a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people just don't have, kind of have that. Which I would rather have, kind of like what, uh. Joey you know, said last week, it's kind of like, a Joey. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd rather have a a person that is kind of naturally good with mm-hmm. kids, and I can teach them like our philosophies and things like that, versus mm-hmm. having the world's smartest person that can't teach or talk yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So that's definitely been kind of a a different impact, I guess, throughout a lot of people's not just this career, but other people's careers too. Mm-hmm. That definitely. no one's used to, or it's kind of a new era of problems, I guess.
2: Yeah. 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 Ones that were like, we're all navigating it together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. As far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, I selfishly, I like to think that we are a very good uh, gym to learn under because like all of us are pretty like outspoken and we're not going to sit there and just like (laughs) hammer like our interns and belittle them like the whole time without like giving them any sort of like, (laughs) helpful tips or cues or like, um, oh, what's it, feedback, I guess, you know? Um, cause it's one of those two. It's like with, with a few of them, it's, we can just see like stuff with like their training. That's like, Hey, if you would just switch this, this, and this, you would probably break that PR. So then I want to see them as well. Like, okay, like I'm going to apply that, see if it works for myself. Cause then if it does, shh, Like they'll be able to pick up on the same cues that like a kid's having, that are having those issues, and be able to apply that to that kid, and then it's just trickle down effect from there. So, like I'm, I'm a big believer of you have to get like under the bar to like learn, like your because if you can't fix your problems, then how are you going to fix somebody else's? That's how I look at it too.
0: No, I agree with that 100%. It's kind of like what Joey even mentioned. Uh, and actually, a few people have mentioned in the past, like, you don't have a training history and you don't understand, like, you know, some of the terminology. And then you go to work with an athlete and you, you can't really relay the information in, in an adequate way. There's a disconnect. Like, yeah. you have knowledge and information and you have being able to present that information. You can't teach it. You don't know it. Um, and like, that, that's a big thing with exercise corrections and modifications I think goes a long way with terminology if that the person doesn't understand what the heck you're trying to correct um it's just it's just wasting time
2: mm-hmm.
0: so if you can find that even playing ground where like both people can make an understanding that's big yeah. um let's see here so with the interns that you guys have how many interns have you guys had in total do you guys know off the top of your head
1: um well we, we kind of are different. We have like our exercise science interns, we have marketing interns, we have um uh like sports management interns, we have we have interns that kind of like hit different um sectors like the whole business I guess. Yeah.
0: I don't think I knew that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Like Xavier's a marketing intern. Yeah. Uh, Lucy is a uh she kinda wants to run like a facility. Yeah. So she kinda did like a mock summer camp type mm-hmm. thing. And then he yeah, had like your exercise signs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's cool. So the only ones that really haven't touched on was like the business side,
2: I guess. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Like, for interns, but
0: I didn't know you guys did all that. That's yeah.
2: actually really sick. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I mean, we, we try to provide a platform for like all the kids, you know, cause usually they're all ex athletes like of ours as it is. So mm-hmm. we already have that, um, relationship built so it's easy to kind of like transition like all right i i the uh trainer if you will already know some of your tendencies and how you respond to different things so if you can like put that into a business sense you know they kind of get to see like the back end of things of you know because it's not all like sunshine and rainbows they don't see like the after all the sessions you know we're all sitting in the office and we're discussing like hey like this person, this person, that person did really well. This one's, like, struggling. How would you approach this? And stuff along those lines, too. You know, like, we're we're all sitting there picking each other's brains. And at the end of the day, it's, if we can get the athlete better, then that's all that matters.
0: Makes sense.
2: Then they get to see the not-so-fun part where it's, you know, you get...
1: <laughs> riding you get, programs. <laughs> get riding the programs. You get the, the lunch break, but the turf needs swept. So you got to sweep the turf. You got to, you know, clean the bathrooms. Yeah. All pick up added, all the cool. weights
2: because they, they leave them all out, you know, or the bands are on the other side of the gym somehow, for whatever reason. <laughs> Take the trash out. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's Find a all the collars that yeah. Bo brought you when you first came in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 25 square foot facility. It's kind of hard to keep clean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think I still have a picture of you uh, sweeping in the old building. I remember I put that up on my Instagram. I said, he is domesticated.
1: Yeah. I used to bitch about yeah. that old building, too, and I was like, yeah. hey, man, like, I'd have been done cleaning an hour ago. Oh, man. I know, it's, like, especially for our science interns, like, it's a weird field, because it's not like one of these things where you graduate, you go to a, a, a job where it's like, okay, you got locked in salary, or you got locked in hours, like, I only work with groups maybe four hours a day, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I get paid hourly, I only get paid for, you know, four basically hours. a 20-hour work week. Yeah. So where's that extra money come from? That's where your commission comes in, and that's where your... Time management you know, skills have to be on point. You know, you want to get on to the online business, yeah. things like that. And some of these kids are kind of realizing, like, it's almost like you got to take out a loan to get to where you need to be mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. the road. So, like I, end up, like, I was talking to my intern the other day. Like, when I got out of... When I could move back home, I went back to the factory. So I worked eight hours at a factory. And then I came to the gym and worked from four to nine in the gym, and I did that for eight months. Mm-hmm. Until I finally was built up a, a somewhat credible reputation to where I could fully commit to go online, or not online, but like full time yep. coach. Yep. And it's kind of a grind. Yep. But you know, I was kind of like, okay, is not life, not for you. Now you have your bachelor's degree, you can throw your name in, substitute teaching, kind of work on communication skills in the same, kind of the same setting. Yep. You're still in front of a bunch of kids, you still have a, a lesson to teach. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same principle, just the subject different.
0: You're a substitute teacher?
1: You can be you with a bachelor's. With bachelor's, yeah. Oh, uh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> to kind of fill that. Wait a minute. Yeah. To fill the gap
2: during the school year. Because I mean, you
1: still just, got bills to pay at the end of the day. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah you go don't to, like really your worry. anytime fitness or your orange theory or your. Mm-hmm. So I kind uh-huh. of prepare like our interns to be like, if you wanted to start your own business. This is what's going to take. Yeah, yeah. And I think everything else underneath that is a little bit less challenging. Yeah, yep.
0: no, that makes sense. Yeah. I know when I was in undergrad. I did a little bit of personal training, but not like a lot, just in that time. Jeez, um, Pete. I can't even imagine you as a substitute teacher. that. That's like the only thing I got in my brain.
1: Nah, if I, was, I, was, I thought about doing it for a little bit, and then I'm like, oh,
0: I'm good. Yeah. And they call me Mr. Weirig.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kim teacher only. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, oh, man. Sprint mechanics.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is an English class. Yeah. Yeah, write a story about someone sprinting.
2: I well, I think that's good too though. Cuz like I'm I'm currently like in the transitioning process like I'm I'm coming very close to making the, the switch to full time. You know, um but that hasn't gone without the last year and a half of 12 to 14 hour days. And that's, you know, like Monday through Friday every single week, like not doing that and then coming in on Saturdays as well. Um you know, so like you, you have to make those sacrifices in order to live the life that you eventually want to. So there's a there's a lot of work that goes like behind it, and a lot of energy drinks <laughs> to get <laughs> to get through the day.
0: That's very true.
1: That's the hardest thing. I mean, like yeah. you coach, like you're on your feet all day. Yep. you're yelling all the time. You
2: kind of I constantly yeah. forget to drink water. Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm going three four hours without a drink, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh. I haven't had a bathroom break either. I haven't <laughs> drank any water, and I haven't eaten. Uh-oh. No wonder I'm getting kind of cranky in this last
1: class. <laughs> it's kind of a first shift and a second shift combined. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like your typical You log in at nine, and you've done at five every day. It's My schedule changes the Ooh. day. Yep. My schedule might change an hour before I'm supposed to do something else. Yep. So, it's just constant. Mm-hmm. Which is what you got to let the interns know in and things like that. And I feel like it's it's – you don't get into this and think – that you're not going to have to be in front of somebody mm-hmm. like it's kind of a calling type thing. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're going to do it, you want to do it or you don't want to do anything really close to it.
2: Yeah. Another thing too, that I just thought of is, uh, you, you have to be like a certain coach, I guess for each class. So, you know, like, even though you're tired cause we just did three straight classes in a row, like, that fourth class, they're still expecting that same energy. Like, that's why they come here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have to – it's constant, like, like, re-flipping that switch and, like, being excited. I mean, obviously, like, I'm going to get excited, like, when the kids are lifting and, and everything like that and watching them progress, like, even during their speed stuff. Like, you know, I'm not always over there at that time, but, like, I'm still seeing. I'm peeking through and, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's something you really got to watch when you, like, start to start build a reputation yep. and then you start –
1: Moving your prices up. Yep. Then all of a sudden, like, I don't, I try not to go, ideally, I try not to go over eight sessions a day. Yeah. Including my one-on-ones and my group. So yep. Four groups and then four one-on-ones. Because if I try to, like, get money hungry and I try to go into nine and ten sessions and I'm charging these kids 60 to $75 for that session and I'm just kind of, like, down and out. Yep. It's not my fair. reputation and that's yep. not fair and everything starts to just go downhill. Yep. yep. So, I'll, I'll sacrifice the, that
2: money for right quality. Yeah. Yep. And see, like, I I learned that because I I didn't listen to Brandon, like, when you had told me that, and I was like, oh, like, no, like, I got the energy, like, that kind of thing. But then it's like, you know, mid-session, I'm like, man, like, I'm crashing, I'm not giving you, like, as many cues anymore. Yeah. So, it's one of those where I'm like, hey, I'm not going to charge you for this session, just going to move it to the back end and kind of give you a free session, because I did you a disservice. Like, I, I can't stand, like ever having anyone feel as if, like, I'm taking advantage of them. So I just, I never wanted that for, like, any of the one-on-ones or, like, anything like that. So you got to keep that in mind, too.
0: You're providing a service. Yeah.
2: I mean, just like anything else, like with the interns and stuff, it's it's trial and error. Like, uh, allow yourself and give yourself that freedom to make mistakes because you're going to. Hmm. But what what would you have done if you were an intern in, like, the physical therapy world? Like, what would have uh, shied you away from the business or helped you, like, lean more into it?
0: So I had a... That's actually a great question. Holy crap. Um, so one thing that really kind of deterred me um, was I had four rotations. And I had really good clinical instructors, I won't lie. So I never had, like, any um, bad rotations I actually had a lot of like really good teachers um the one thing but I would hear like some nightmare stories from some of my classmates where like if I would have had a clinical instructor who was educating me and responsible for like my time while I because I mean while you're working that internship I wasn't getting paid I went down to Tennessee I went down to Texas and like if I would have been there and there would have been another student with the same clinical instructor who now I'm going to be splitting time with That would have deterred me a little bit more because now it's like, okay, I'm here for, you know, 8-12 weeks. I'm not getting paid at all. And I have to also study for boards towards the end of it all. So it's like, am I really getting enough of an education? That would have, like, oh, man, that would have freaked me out. Um, The other thing would have been if my clinical instructor that I did have would have just, like, completely left me alone. And I I've, I've, I had a few friends in PT school who were like, yeah, my CI would basically give me his caseload and then would just, like, dip out into the lunchroom for, like, half the patient session and then come back. And I'm like, okay, that sounds horrible. So like, we would keep track of, like, you know, feedback. And, like, if there's any, like, lingering red flags, like, our, we had a, his name was Sean Gallivan. He was he was awesome. He would um, intervene if necessary. Um, but that I know of. I don't think we ever had, like, any instructors or, like, clinical rotations go haphazard or bad but if i would have been splitting time with another clinical like another student for a clinical instructor or if i was just like here's your caseload," like here's free labor basically for the next 12 weeks that would have one just ticked me off like all like nobody's business um but like then i feel like i'm paying my school for this rotation and now they're just either they don't care or they just want me here for the labor yeah that would have been like two big bugaboos for me Mm -hmm. um that answer your question?
2: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think the person that um, you come into, like the profession, plays a major role that nobody really thinks about until you're out of it, kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, like the I remember like the first like powerlifting gym that I attended. It it was almost like such a turnoff that I was just like, why would anybody? like, want to come here and, like, and learn from you, like, you're a dick, you know, and like, in a like, I'm a dick, I, I, I admit it, like, my jokes, my, I, was, <laughs> I was waiting for you to yeah. say that, I mean, my, yeah, my jokes cross the line every, every so often, <laughs> every other but, day, <laughs> but I like to think that I provide at least a little bit of humor, <laughs> it's it. a uh, valuable input.
0: And then I get the patient that works out with you comes in, and then I just get the entire rap sheet <laughs> of what you just. Oh man.
2: Yeah,
0: builds character. It does. It teaches them how to have a conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you you don't do it like in a in a nasty way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean like if
2: you're
1: like <laughs> the brain just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, It's you it doesn't we had was it. One of the basketball players is like, we, we harp on her a lot. She's a big dog. I mean, she can take it. Oh, yeah. She's sitting there at the free throw line, and people are just kind of yelling all this shit out of there, and it's like, yeah. Man, that's nothing you're bringing <laughs> Yeah.
2: And they <laughs> like me at the gym. <laughs> that's funny.
1: <laughs> you did good. Yeah. I mean, it's helping their skin up a little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't think Sunshine and it's not like, just,
1: like throwing jabs at like certain like, areas.
2: Yeah, right. Right.
1: That's too funny. (laughs) Yeah, but you're you're definitely right on on that subject. My first, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, my first internship was great. I mean, it wasn't, like, bad, but they were, it was a a corporate franchise. Yeah. So, like, they had, Mm -hmm. they did it this way, and that's the way they did it, and it was very repetitive, and it was kind of on and on and on. It's where my second internship was more like kind of how we run our gym now. It's more... Group wise, it's more have a little bit more individualized to it, and, but it's also like
0: it flows. if I want
1: to if I want to change something, I can change it without having to go through this huge chain of
2: command. I yeah, play. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a plus too. Like just with obviously AJ and Haley, it's just like hey, like they they value our input just like we value theirs. Yeah. You know, so it's like hey, we feel as if like we're seeing X Y Z can we change this and see how that goes? And they're like, yeah. So that's very helpful.
0: That was good to have. Which
2: is something you got like,
1: like I got to like a new intern come in the other day. I'm like, Hey, I did the same internship you did. Uh-huh. This internship's going to be kind of nothing like the internship you just did. Yeah. So kind of just, <laughs> just a heads get up ready for that. <laughs> so yeah, you kind of get, as we go into your first one, you kind of get like, okay, I got a kind of idea or a feel of how this field works. And then you go, Somewhere else. To something else, it's like night and day difference. Yep. Yep. Which is kind of the second internship where I kind of fell in love with the field. Yeah. I ended up staying an extra three months. Yeah. To continue to educate
2: myself and learn. Well, I guess it's more so from the the private sector of things, too, rather than the commercial aspect. Mm -hmm.
0: So then, quick question before I forget it. Uh, Who has been your best educator? Who's been your best teacher?
2: Uh, Josh
1: Kozier. Okay. Why? Mm -hmm. Michigan. He's the guy I did my internship with. Okay. He graduated from the same high school I did. Uh, he went to Ball State, mm. got his master's and stuff like that. And then he ended up moving to, to Michigan and opening up his own gym. And that's when I went in underneath him. And he taught me everything I know about speed mechanics and stuff like that. And then kind of helped build the foundation of my program in lifting wise.
0: Mm. Okay. How about you?
2: Uh, mine would definitely be uh, Laura Phelps, Stackhouse. And then uh, Louie Simmons, as far as, like, from a strength perspective of it. You know, because Laura, Laura was just, like, she had that ability. She, if you ever get a chance to meet her, she's, like, the nicest person you'll ever meet. And it's just, like, how in the world were you such a savage? Like, it, it just makes no sense. But she just has that, like, unique ability to, like, flip a switch and just stay, like, in the moment of, like, where you need to be. Like, you just need to be right here, focusing on this one lift, and then you can turn your switch back off she was just like that all the time and she was just like i don't know she she any time i'd reach out to her she'd instantly like get back to you as far as like uh with questions about like hey like why, why would we do this in this order she goes well it's based on your weaknesses da, 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 da. and mm-hmm. then um, cuz she would program even for like crossfit and stuff and then that's like where i was like okay like there is like somewhat of a scientific background to but programming for CrossFit. You know? And then Lou was just like he he walked the walk and talked the talk and he he had the ability to connect with anybody. You know, I mean there was like mm-hmm. I don't even know. You had like top top athletes that went to like big programs to play different sports and then you had like fugitives that were just like brick shit houses. You know, and it's just <laughs> like he you can you can he taught me the the importance of relating to everybody. In Mm -hmm. some in some sort of way, Mm -hmm. like the psychological aspect of it, like behind the scenes, you know, because you need to have like with um, like extroverts, like they rely on stimulus from outside world. You know, they they need the noise. They need like a challenge like that kind of thing. And like introverts, if you give them too much, they'll shut down. So like because they're they're already internally like processing like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is how I need to do this. I need to check this. I need to do this when i when i walk a squat out i need to push out on my obliques and like arch my back and pick my chin up and and all so they're just overstimulated to the max as it is so you just need to be there and have like a calming voice just like a reassurance kind of thing <laughs> so that. yeah that that was like a big one and then even with like speed stuff like i'm constantly still coming over to you yeah. so i I'll give you the credit for the the speed training aspect of it all cuz i mean just like Every single time you, you give me one little like cookie or like one little nugget where I'm like, How did that not click before? And then now it's just like, oh okay, I get it. Like this is what he's looking at. This is like the process of where he's looking for breakdowns and all that, and then you can just apply it to the rest of the run or however they need to. It all makes sense. Yeah. Damn. But I'm I I think like a big a big part of uh being an intern is like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, mm-hmm. be, be outspoken. If you don't know something, you don't know something. It's you're, you're never going to know it if you don't ask, you know, or, and even if you like read about it in a book and you're still not quite grasping it, like ask the ones around you. Yeah. Cause I, I may interpret it in a different way than what Brandon does. But then like, if, if I say it one way and he says it another way and it clicks with you, then that's perfect. Like you, you're past that point. Now go move on to your next question or your next thing that you got to figure out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to look stupid. You're going to, so you might as well just get it all at once and get it out of the way.
0: And then just get <laughs> belittled over the next few weeks. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Happens. <laughs> yeah. You guys both have such big
2: shit grins on. Well, the, the the best part though, is like, you you get those athletes that have taken the I guess a verbal abuse if you will, and then they finally get through that point and they like and, like uh, we had a an eleven year old that I was just like there's no way you're gonna deadlift that dude like it's out of the question that's three times your body weight it's not gonna happen and then he did it and then just double middle finger and that just I dude it just makes me so happy Jeez, <laughs> but. It's great. You just kind of let the kids express themselves like however they want. You know, they get an hour away from their parents. Like they usually, typically, I guess, don't have like a friend that comes with them. You know, mm-hmm. so you're, you're kind of creating like a relationship builder within that class too. Yeah. And, you know, getting them to be friends with kids from other schools because you never know. They could end up playing sports down the line at like an AAU or a select team, like that kind of stuff. You yeah. start seeing them on like on their Instagram and like tagging like other
1: people, tagging like, each they, other, like, yeah. Make a post like some other firm, kid from other school will tag them in their posts. and yeah, kind of like training partners at, like, yeah.
2: or like whatever it may be, and then it's just so good to
1: see like
0: that. Yeah, gym networking. Yeah, it's wonderful.
2: Well, I'm I'm a big proponent on training partners. Like I I think your training partner makes a huge difference in the way that you can develop, you know, for better or for worse. You know, I I think like if if you pick a training partner and um you can't beat them in something then like that needs to be like your goal like you need to beat them in something because like that training partner's like i'll be damned if you're going to beat me Mm -hmm. that kind of thing too you know and it's always good to like have uh different aspects of your training partners too like if i was to train with with brandon for example like when we do different like agility drills or um Ballistic jumping and stuff like that. Like, I don't have it like I used to. You know, so you wax the floor with me on those. And then, you know, we'll go and do like a barbell movement. And it's like, you know, equivalent. So, it's just important to have those. Good? Yeah. Sounds still working. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're
0: good. I was just checking. Um
2: Yeah, no. Oh, here you go. If you could go back to... Your first internship. What would be like one of the number one corrections that you would make that you know like now, and how and how you perform your coaching. Um. Probably would be
1: try to stay more focused in on it. because it was so repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like I just sat there and I said, "All right," because it was a it was a Vertimax and they had the yeah. uh, four squares. And you just did the one to two, one to two back kind of the rest. Yeah. And it just got repetitive. I just kind of like <laughs> easily zoned out. Yeah. And I was just kinda of locked into that one spot. So definitely just working on just staying kinda of in the moment more. Yep. Which is kinda of like what I gotta do now in a side. so in some cases. But yeah. But that's just matured.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I try to not go stand in the same spot that I was just in. Like if I'm if I'm standing there waiting for, you know, a kid to ask for a spot or I'm looking around, everybody's kind of they're doing fine. They're not working on, like, their top set yet, like that kind of thing. And then whenever the first one cracks and I'll walk over there, then I'll stand, like, in a different spot because I know there's another one coming. It's just a matter of time. Mm. So just making sure that you're, like, staying on your toes like that and being aware. Like, you know, you want to you wanna be able to see the weight room, like, the whole weight room within, like, all your peripherals and stuff like that because mm. kids are dumb. They'll take weights that they're not supposed to. And then suddenly they got a barbell sitting on their chest and it's crushing them and their headphones are in. So they don't know how loud they're <laughs> talking for help. It's like, what are you doing? Let me come help you. That's funny.
0: All right. Anything else you guys want to add on the, the wonders of coaching?
2: I'm good on it. I think we went on a few tangents. Yeah. Sounded good. Maybe a few, huh?
0: maybe a few now, but we hope you guys enjoyed today's conversation on coaching. Um, You know, any previous interns, if you guys have any questions or if you guys want to reach out, feel free. Uh, Always love to hear from you guys. Um, But we will see you guys next time.